0: It's not the load that breaks you, it's the way you carry it. Ambition and drive are a great thing to have, but have you thought about preparing your body for what your mind wants to achieve? Today we're talking about burnout, and there are so many things we don't know about the burnout syndrome. Listen in to everything you need to know about what the symptoms are and how you tackle this. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Unapologetically KK. My guest today is Dr. Saliha Afridi, who is a clinical psychologist and the managing director of Lighthouse Arabia. Hello, Dr. Saliha, and welcome to Unapologetically KK.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Thank you so much. I reached out to you over email because I heard you on the radio talking about burnout, which is what we want to talk about today. But before we get onto the subject, I want to talk about this amazing facility you have here. It is calm and serene and and such
1: a beautiful place. So tell me something about that first. Thank you. Thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate that. It's really what we uh, have wanted to create. So the Lighthouse Arabia actually has been around for eight years. We've been in this particular set of villas for about four years mm-hmm. now. Uh, we are a mental health and community wellness center. We have all sorts of things here, including psychiatry, psychology for children, uh, as young as two, all the way up uh, into their teens and young adults. Mm-hmm. We also have... um social skills groups and emotional intelligence groups. My uh, sort of passion would be uh, parenting. So we have a lot of parenting lectures that mm-hmm. go on here. Yes, and we do a lot of corporate wellness as well. That is also another set of my passions. There's a lot of parallels there sometimes, mm-hmm. and um, and then we have mental health first aid, which is you know I I'm very excited about because it's something that Dubai is really picking up on, um, and you know alongside with the rest of the world when it comes to mental health first aid. So really, if it has to do with mental health mm-hmm. or wellness, mm-hmm. positive psychology, etc., we do it, and we have a team of. 30 clinicians that mm-hmm. work here are, that are all licensed by CDA or DHA. That's amazing. So, mental health has come to
0: become my passion. I went through a few things myself. I discovered the amazing joy of therapy and I went through the stigma of, you know, oh my God, therapy, no, are you going crazy? What's wrong with you? Why can't you handle it? Seeing, being seen as being too weak to, to you know, handle the stress of life, like, People expect you to be strong and and well put together. And, you know, and when you talk about therapy, they just look at you in a completely different way. And it's obviously a very negative uh, way that they... They talk to you and think that you're unable to handle things on your own. And that's why you've gone to therapy. Now, I can talk about therapy from my own experience and say that's not at all how it is. It is not how it's depicted in the movies. You sit on a couch, you know, you talk to your shrink and and, uh, you keep talking to your shrink for years. And, you know, that's what it is. Nothing changes. Things change. Things happen. You know, you give yourself the permission to feel vulnerable. Go out and ask for help. And, and heal. So do you, are you finding that people are more willing to
1: talk about mental health now? I think we've just come to a time in in, in history mm-hmm. where we are forced to talk about it. Yes. And I think the stigma related to therapy is very 1990s. I think people are now, so you know, no longer um, as rigid, uh, at least in the Western Countries, right. but I think in some eastern countries where it's still quite collective culture, um, you know, you keep things within the family, etc. it's it's slowly starting to pick up and they wait till things really you know hit the fan before they enter therapy. Yeah. Whereas in the West, um, we uh people will just go to a therapist to prevent yes. getting into that. For mental checkup. So My, all my children, including the four-year-old is, has a therapist. And I have a therapist who I see twice a week, uh, so two hours of therapy every week. Mm -hmm. And this is a commitment that we've made to explore our inner world, to to make a commitment to stay in a reflective space and have a reflective practice in a world that is extremely busy.
0: I totally agree. And that is such an amazing, amazing thing to do for yourself and your family. I, I really applaud you. And it's definitely something that A lot of families need to be talking about and at least bringing to the table because I feel like the minute I bring up uh, the word counselor or therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, people start to think, you want your kids to go to therapy? Yeah. You know? are you a bad mother? Are you a bad parent? What is wrong with your kids? And there's this whole thing. That, a that you mindset need shift. To, exactly. It's and a I big mindset th- shift. You just need to do what's good for you. You just need to understand what works for you and for your children. And then, you know, people are going to say what they're going to say because they, they, I guess more because of ignorance and then ignorance creates fear. Yeah, And that's the whole thing because people don't know enough about it. And that is why I love having these conversations and, you know, breaking these myths and, and talking about it so much more than, you know, I, I would have had I not gone through it mm-hmm. uh, myself, and I now I just want to stand on the rooftops and say you can get better. You yeah.
1: know, just try it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just I want to reiterate that do not wait till you get bad in order to engage a therapist. I just I feel every single person mm-hmm. we 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 have a life club of people that a uh, tribe a board of advisors, Mm -hmm. a personal board of advisors. You have people that you trust. You have your best friend. You have your partner. You should have a therapist on that board because life is up and down and life can include a lot of struggles. It can include a lot of tragedy. It can lose and it might hit you all of a sudden and then you won't know where to go at that point. Yes. And so I think Having a shift in mindset that this is something that you should just have like you have a dentist, you have a physician, a family practitioner. You don't, you're not sick all the time, but you've identified a doctor. Whenever you move from a country to country, you find a dentist, you find a doctor, you're not sick. You go to them for
0: preventing issues. You don't have to wait for... Exactly. To have major problem with your teeth, to go to a dentist, exactly. you go for a six-month dental checkup and people exactly. talk about all of these different tests you need to do physically, Exactly, you know, for, for yourself to say prevention is better than cure. And mm-hmm. I think mental health is just not caught up to that yet. Yet. Yes. yes. <laughs> we're, yes. we're pushing. Yes, we're pushing happen. and we'll keep talking about it and we'll keep pushing because it is definitely something we need to talk about. We need to burn the stigma, we need to get out of this mindset so that we're all healthier, happier, and we're living our lives, you know, to its maximum. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't think you're meant to be miserable. You know, no. life is not meant to be miserable. No. So if there is something out there that can make you feel better, and is positive mm-hmm. and it's good for you, yeah. I am not asking you to look at anything, you know, that will harm you even further, but definitely go out there and and, you know, seek that help. And that brings me today to our topic of burnout. So let's talk about burnout and what is considered burnout syndrome.
1: Well, burnout, I think most people have heard this word or they've used it quite loosely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm burnt out. And so that's not what burnout is. Burnout is a very serious state, Mm -hmm. which has, um, a physical implication on, mm-hmm. you know, a, on your physical body as well as your mental body. Yeah. You really are, you have used up all your adrenal, um, your adrenal glands are basically burnt out. Your cortisol has run out. You no longer have the hormones and uh, to be able to sustain you, which is what cortisol actually does. Mm-hmm. So you've used it all up and now you are in a place of just complete flatness. And, and that's when you start to get really sick physically. hmm Because the cortisol has run out. Mentally, this is where a lot of these symptoms come up. And and people usually think of burnout as a state of depression. Right. But burnout is beyond depression. Mm -hmm. Depression is when you actually... And, and I guess maybe in the severest sense of depression, you could feel like you just don't care. Right. And that's what really burnout is. Because, because I did read online, and I'm sorry, sorry, yeah. I just wanted
0: to bring this in, that I did read online that the symptoms feel very similar to depression. Yes.
1: So I, I think... You know, lack of concentration, lack of motivation, lack of creativity. You know, disruption in your sleep and your food. Yeah, these are all symptoms of depression. Mm -hmm. But, but burnout is actually um, a state of nothingness, almost like you really feel. Yes, you are numb. You are apathetic. Okay. So when you just don't care,
0: right? You've been pushed so far off, yeah. and I know that people talk about that that have just gone
1: beyond yeah. my capacity to bear this anymore. Yeah. yeah. And usually, it's a people that are very high achieving. They push themselves. They're ambitious. I've been burnt out before, so I can speak personally as well. Mm-hmm. But this is something that people are uh, people that have a lot of commitment. Mm. their development, but they just go beyond what their capacity is. Mm. And then they come to a place where they just don't care. Your business is going to shut down. I don't care. Your, you know, um, your health is failing. I don't care. And that I don't care Mm -hmm. is burnout, which is very unusual for people that actually are living in that sort of state. Yeah, absolutely. It's usually quite ambitious people. (laughs)
0: Exactly. I mean, you're pushing yourself too far, too much for too long a time. Yes. So I have a definition here, which is... uh just summing up what you've just said is that uh, the burnout syndrome is a work-related constellation of symptoms that usually occurs in individuals without any prior history of psychological or psychiatric disorders. And burnout syndrome is triggered by a discrepancy between the expectations and ideals of the employee and actual requirements of their position. Yes. Now, I just want to bring this in. There has been a recent classification for burnout, and that is related specifically to
1: Yes. So before this, it was just burnout. Mm -hmm. And we all knew that it was work-related, but no one actually said it. And now, just a few weeks ago, the World Health Organization has classified burnout, occupational burnout. And that, I guess, is going to put some pressure on employers now Mm -hmm. to say, this is something that you guys need to be talking about. And this is something you guys need to be dealing with. So that I think that is actually quite a helpful classification.
0: Yeah, because what we're saying now is that you can get to this extreme mental distress due to a work environment or due to the stress of a job. It's not just regular stress we're talking about now. We're talking about a work environment being able to contribute to your stress levels to such an extent that it is causing you to have psychological and physiological problems that you wouldn't have had if you weren't in that stressful environment. So you're not just somebody who's prone to to a mental disorder. Uh, You are not a person who had, you know, anxiety or any kind of depression or any kind of mental uh, issues earlier. It's just specifically the environment at work that has caused you to cross that limit where now, you you can't cope anymore.
1: I I would I would be careful to say that because that puts way too much responsibility on the employer and mm-hmm. not enough on the employee. Sure. Because then there's a victim stance happening here. Mm-hmm. You do not have to do the thing. It's There's a personality type also that actually can result in a burnout. Like I said, these are very high achiever, ambitious, perhaps some, you know, what we refer to in some of these corporations is insecure overachiever. Right. And so if you're an insecure overachiever you are more likely to get into a space of burnout. But that is not something that your employer is asking of you. They're just using that Mm -hmm. because that is what you're bringing to them. So you do need to take some personal responsibility to be able to, and not necessarily change your job, but work different on yourself. Yeah, yes. To recognize this is exactly. what you're
0: doing to yourself. I totally exactly. agree. I have spoken to a few, uh, wellness consultants, uh, before who have worked specifically with organizations, uh, on, on the happiness level and the stress level of their employees. And they all say the same thing as well, that you as, okay, you are in an industry where let's say there are very, very, um, stressful deadlines and high stress jobs, but you still are responsible for your own health. You still are responsible for your own well-being. And so it is a responsibility for an employer to a certain extent to create a healthy work environment. But beyond that, it always comes back to whether you are being a healthy employee.
1: Yes. And 100% agree with that. Uh, it is a it, it is in the space between the yeah. employer and employee. Yeah. But I will also like to add that this is not just about very high stress mm-hmm. uh, jobs or employers that are asking too much or people that are insecure, overachievers. Mm-hmm. Too much of a good thing can burn you out. Okay. This is when you're not taking care of your physical body because you're just so excited about this business that you're creating and you want to change the world and you want to have impact and you have a lot to contribute. You just don't know your limit. And so you push yourself to beyond that. You don't sleep properly. You don't eat properly. You literally compromise everything because this is your passion and your purpose. Mm -hmm. That will also lead you to burnout. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. I agree with you. So you can be doing it to yourself
0: or you could be in an environment that is basically you're not able to cope as an employee within that environment. Um, So there are some uh, possible causes that I came across, which seem to, I guess, in certain industries or now specifically in a competitive work environment seem to be quite common, uh, which is unfair treatment, unreasonable deadlines, uh, unmanageable workload, lack of support from management and, and the big one here, which we all face, which is 24-7 access to work through emails and texts and the expectation of the company to for you to kind of respond to that at all hours. Yes. So you're not basically saying these are my work hours and and I'm going to switch off now with with your handheld computer you know which you take everywhere with you including vacations and and you know weekends and wherever you are there is this need to constantly respond to to a work-related inquiry or, or a text or an email as soon as it comes even if it's midnight or when you know that that person might not even read the response but this whole thing that no I must be seen as somebody who responds
1: immediately. Mm-hmm. So that is something that we're all facing. I, I think so. I think employers are catching on though, that this is something they need to be a lot more explicit about, that this is not what we expect. Certain employers in the U.S. are actually uh, cutting out access to internet. So you don't have access to your email after 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just forcing people to not look at their email because Employers can only do so much. Exactly. So, while you speak about the employer, I would really like to speak about the employee because the power lays within the person mm-hmm. that is engaging in this. Mm-hmm. And there are some things that I want the person who might be headed towards this space to think about themselves because you can change the way you relate to your work. So, for example, People burn out because I believe they lack insight about their own limits. Mm-hmm. And there's a lack of introspection happening in the busyness and the noisiness of the world. Absolutely. We have all kinds of social media. We have all kinds of noise. We are not connected to our inner world. And that is not, the signals are being sent. We mm-hmm. are not listening. Yeah. Secondly, I feel that we're going off. This is a person who goes off of someone else's plate. So I don't look at my own plate. Mm-hmm. I actually go off your plate. But your plate might actually be bigger because that's just how you are. Yeah. Your willpower might be dis- different. Your discipline might be different. You might be exercising better. You might be taking better care of your health. You need to know who you are, yes. not go off of someone else's You know, uh, sort of M.O., Yeah, we we need to to be competing with everyone. Yeah. Everyone. And which is, you know, I think it's okay in your 20s to do that. But, you (laughs) know, as you get into the 30s and 40s, like really having some insight about yourself is going to be critical. Um, This is also a person who probably doesn't have very good boundaries. Right. This is a person who doesn't know their limit. They don't know that, hey, listen, we we have limits. We are not, we don't have infinite energy. Yes. We are connected to the infinite, perhaps, but our energy is finite. Our limits are there. And that's a little bit hard for it is. people uh, to admit that, Absolutely. wait, I can't do everything and yeah. that I will not be able to do everything. That in itself creates a lot of anxiety in people that, oh, my God, my time is running out. I'm not out good and enough. I'm, I'm not good enough or I need to be doing more or something. Yeah. So yeah. not knowing your own boundaries is going to be another thing. Then um, another thing would be that these people don't have the skill set, perhaps, to say no. Because it's hard to say no. Mm-hmm. It's hard to assert yourself. So what happens is usually people are very passive mm-hmm. or they're very aggressive. So either they'll, yes, 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 or they will fight with yes. You. They don't right. know that you can actually say when, you know, the boss comes in and says, hey, can you get this to me by tomorrow morning? Mm-hmm. Um, you can say, sure, I'll get it done, but I'll get it to you by three. You can say yes, and this is when I can do it and right. I won't be able to do it by seven. But that's a lot tougher to do. Uh, uh, A lot. Yeah, Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. And also because there's so much job insecurity. Yes. You just have this feeling that if I'm not going to do it faster, if I'm not going to do it better, someone else will come and do it not only faster and better, but maybe cheaper. Yeah. You know, and that is why people feel the need to constantly match up to whatever is being thrown at them. Sure. Uh, sure. Yes, I agree that there are a lot of people who are doing it to themselves, but I'm, I'm sure that there are the number of people who are overachievers and re- and going through burnout is probably not as high as, and I, I'm just throwing this out there. So please feel free to, to to say no. And, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about, but the people who are not able to say no are going through burnout at a higher rate than those who are just doing it to themselves. Because there are some of these people, like you're saying, who are not able to be assertive um, and and they just can't say no. And so they're taking on a lot more than they can handle and they don't really want to handle it. It's not something that they're doing to themselves and saying, I want to get to this level. It's just that they have, A, they can't say no and B, there is job insecurity. How am I going to manage? Because every job that I go to is probably going to have this demand.
1: Um, I think certain industries are more demanding than others. Mm -hmm. I would argue that no, I think the high achievers... Duly, I mean, the industries that I have access to that I've worked with, mm-hmm. these are all very successful people who have a lot of power and authority in their jobs, but mm-hmm. they are also burning out. Mm-hmm. So, this is the type of person that I have access to here and that I work with. Yeah. Um, I'm not working with, you know, people that are on, on the lowest tier, perhaps of, you know, being told what to do and they're like the low level, um, yeah. maybe associates or something. Yeah. Although, I think burnout can happen at both tiers. Absolutely. Where the associate who has to prove himself Mm -hmm. and this one who, you know, the the senior executive who has to maintain that level of success. Right. It can happen in both places. Yeah, because recently I came across an article where there was this, this, this chef
0: who is has several restaurants, was talking about his experience when he first started out uh, out of culinary school. And he was saying that he got a job with another really well-known chef. And uh, there were two people for that position uh, that he was taking on. And uh, he said that the, the chef, the, the mentor, put them through 16-hour days for a month with one day off. And after the third week, the, the second guy quit. And obviously this person who was being interviewed said, I stuck it through. And he's like, "That those were the best uh, years of my life because I started off under that level of pressure and I understood what kind of work environment I would be in. So yeah. there are certain industries where you are literally pushed to your limit to see if you are going to be able to survive it. And if yeah. you can't, then you're not meant for that job.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. And, and I think... As the time goes on, uh, people are becoming a lot less resilient, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more, um, yeah, lack of resiliency in the workplace as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a multitude of factors that are playing into people burning out. So it is not just employers being harsh and demanding. Absolutely, it is not just about the high achiever or the associate who has to prove himself, but it is also about the fact that. Um, You know, the millennials, especially, there's a culture about, you know, I need to be happy. Mm -hmm. You need to make me happy all the time. This is what they're expecting of their employer. Mm -hmm. And that plays on you. And that will result in you. There's this ethic that, you know, people, you know, in our generation have, which is you work hard Mm -hmm. and you earn what you, you know, what you get. And you have sleepless nights and that's okay, but just don't do it forever. Yeah. The millennials and the younger generations are, I have to do what makes me happy. That is such an and interesting thought. And that is so true too. Yeah. Absolutely. I And agree that with will you. result in you being a lot more stressed, a lot more, because you're just not building that in to your expectations, which is what your initial definition was, that yes. this is about reality and expectations. But our expectations were you have to work hard yes. and our reality, we try to match it. Where the expectations here is like, no, I have to work from nine to five and then I have to go home and then I have to do yeah. yoga. And <laughs> I have to go out with my friends and I have to paint and I have to there are times where you do put the work in. Yes. And I don't want to be flippant about self-care because I'm a big believer of that. But if I look at my daughter, who mm-hmm. is 13 years old, and I look at her ethic versus mine when mm-hmm. I was 13, mm-hmm. the schools were demanding and the teachers were tougher. And now everybody is just sort of like tippy-toeing around Absolutely. everyone. Absolutely. We all have to be politically yeah. correct. And we can't say things. We can't fragile. be too harsh. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, I totally
0: agree. So I, I
1: remember saying up till... Twelve o'clock at night, working on a project, and my mom was like, "Yep, this is what you do." Absolutely. But here, it's like, no, I have to get my rest, and I have, you know, which is important. Yeah, the teachers are being too tough. How can they give us make us work exactly. so many hours in school? I, have I give three homework tomorrow, and it's well, yeah, yeah that's abuse. <laughs> exactly. I totally agree. And so there's that also happening, yes. which is a mindset with of. Um, you know this mindset that allow that doesn't allow room for severe work related pressures mm-hmm. that can happen when you're under you know a deadline that you have to meet yep. it will happen in certain times in your life that if you are in a job that you love even mm-hmm. you will be asked there will be things of asked of you that you might feel you are not capable of mm-hmm. but are you resilient enough to push through right Right. So let's talk about the symptoms. What there
0: are certain symptoms that you would experience when you are on your way to uh, burnout, and there are certain symptoms that you would be feeling and experiencing, which are obviously more severe when you are already burnt out. So, so let, uh, I'd like to talk about what uh, you know are the warning signs, so that you don't reach the complete stage of
1: burnout. Sure. So I think the first thing would be. Being tired. Mm-hmm. So you sleep a lot, but you wake up tired. Mm-hmm. I think that is going to be a main signal uh, for you to pay attention to. You're just going to see a loss in productivity at work. You're going to see yourself making a lot more mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not something that you're probably used to, but all of a sudden you are, you know, um, making a lot more of those mistakes. You're not able to concentrate as much. Uh, you are not as creative. Um, you feel like you're dragging your feet into work every morning and it's mm-hmm. just a drag to get to work. You feel quite negative. There's a lot of negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you might start to have headaches and backache and, you know, hair loss and skin issues. Uh, this is all just, you know, physiological uh, ways that stress presents itself. And then um, a lot more agitated. Mm-hmm. You know, people say something to you and like your response is completely not aligned with you know exactly. So that's when you start to get stressed. So what's happening to me? So if you look at um, you know, you're stressed, you might get depressed, and then you burn out. Right. And the burnout, like I said, is a state of apathy. Yeah. Exhaustion, apathy, complete detachment. Um, just want to stay in bed and like this is your body saying, No more. Yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. So that's Burnout.
0: Yeah, I'm done. I, I exactly. literally have no resources Nothing. of energy to pull from. Yeah. And you know, I I see like on the way to burnout, actually, while you were talking, is that I call it the weekend to weekend syndrome. It's the people who just live for the weekend. Yeah. You know, they, they can't wait to get out of work on a Thursday and then they live their literally, they live their life the way they would want to live on the Friday and the Saturday. Um and then as soon as you have Saturday night, that depression sinks in to say, yeah. Oh my God another five days of this?
1: You know, I would actually say that that person, if Mm -hmm. they can get it together on the weekend, that's probably not burnout. That's rust out. This is different um, from a person who's burnt out. Burnt out is just flat all the way through. Weekend, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just crawled into bed. They're not living anything Mm -hmm. at that point because they don't have it in them. Um, But if you are dragging your feet, into work every day, and living weekend to weekend, mm-hmm. that means that you are not in the right place. That right. means that you are drained versus tired. Mm-hmm. Like I go home tired sometimes, like really tired, but I'm never drained mm-hmm. of my work. I can put in hours and hours and hours on something that I'm creating mm-hmm. and I'll I'll be tired, but I will not be drained. Right. So if your work is draining energy from you. Mm-hmm. You are giving it power that it should not have. Right, And you need either, I mean, that might be because you have a difficult boss or there's power differential that's happening that is not equal. Mm-hmm. So I would say, consider, is this the right industry for you? Is this the right company for you? Mm-hmm. Or um, is this the right just profession in altogether.
0: Yeah. You're just in the wrong place. That's what you need to kind of let it sink in so that you take some action because this is not going to change is what you're saying. If you do feel like that, that you just live for your weekend and then you're just in the wrong place Yeah, and, and, you know, you could be doing this for years and that's how you're just going to continue to do this week on week and you're just going to not have any energy going into work and then you're going to feel great on the weekend. Yeah. So, And I think that's sad. You need to do something. Yeah, because
1: most of our lives we spend working. Yes. And if that is not a place where you feel you are moving towards self-actualizing, you're moving towards fulfilling your potential, Mm -hmm. then that's, that's sad. I, I really, you know, this. there is a mentality, especially in our parents' generations, perhaps, where you just work mm. and you work hard and it doesn't matter if you like it or not. But yeah. no, we are a, a little bit more evolved and hopefully our children will be more evolved yes. where it should feed you in some way. It should Absolutely. serve you in some way. It should give you joy. And yeah. it you should be able to reach a state of flow where you lose time and space and place where you say, I... Really love this. Yeah. It should happen. It should. And I think it doesn't
0: happen out of fear, you know, because people just have fear of not being able to. I mean, obviously it affects you financially and not being able to find another job. So then you don't have your weekend lifestyle or your holidays and, you know, you just can't maintain the yeah. lifestyle that you have right now. So finance is the biggest part of that equation of saying, I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to do it. It pays mm-hmm. really well. I hate it, but you know, so what? And you're constantly on the lookout for another job. But um, the other thing also is is this feeling of insecurity, what if I don't get another job? And not only am I capable of getting something better, it's self-belief mm-hmm. as well that this is what I deserve. You know, this is what I'm capable of. This You, you haven't reached that stage of saying I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Because you don't, may not care about the job, but you do care about the benefits that you get from working in that position and, and obviously how it feeds into the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And and the, the whole idea to, to stay in something that doesn't feed you in any way other than financially is just something that people have come to expect yeah. and accept to say, okay, so what? So many yeah. people are miserable. Mm. You know, so many people hate their jobs. I'm no different. So you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, And I think just wanting something better for yourself and thinking sometimes and self-reflecting sometimes, you realize that your life isn't that bad. Your job isn't that bad. I think it's more of a cycle that you kind of get yourself mindset into to say, I really hate this. But if you were to really think about
1: it, maybe you don't hate it. Yeah. yeah, I think it's, in a, you know, an umbrella that arches over everything that we've said is a state of gratitude that we should be in, that there are people that are going to be far worse off than us, not to invalidate our emotions and our stress and our situation, but how can I find things to be grateful for? Yes. That I'm able to drive myself to work. Am mm-hmm. I I'm able to walk into work? I have a job. I'm able to pay for some of these things. I think... Connecting with gratitude all the time is actually going to be mitigating the effects of stress, which is a fact, a scientific fact, that if you are uh, expressing gratitude, you will not be as stressed. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree
0: with that. So what can we do if we are going through stages of burnout or if we have already reached burnout? Um, How is it treated?
1: So I guess there's many ways. If someone came to me and said, I'm, I'm burnt out, I mean, I've seen it many times. So when they come to me and they say they're burnt out, um, my first uh, point of entry is going to be, we need to get your physical body back. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to work on your mindset. I don't want to work on your fears, your insecurities because that requires energy. Mm -hmm. Therapy requires energy. Self-reflection is exhausting sometimes. Right. So before we go into the deep end, I need to make sure that you're physically able to even just swim. Right. So that's what I do first is Mm -hmm. get your physical body in. And that's where people feel most in control too. Mm -hmm. I saw the most fascinating thing with one of my clients who was a CEO who, you know, was let go like almost um, overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very traumatic for him and he's in his 40s and um, he just didn't know what happened. Right. And I said, okay, we don't have to figure it out. We're not even going to think about it. We're not going to process even any of that. Just let's just get you back. Yeah, let's get your body back. Mm-hmm. And so he started exercising. The more he felt in control of his body, and his diet and his sleep, more he felt in control of his emotions. Mm-hmm. And then when his physical body was ready, we then processed the grief of the loss and, you know, his self-identity shifting. Yes. And uh, what can he do now? What could the universe be asking of him at this time? Was that the right career for him? We we work through every angle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, he you know, you move forward. Exactly. So, I will not take anyone anywhere if they aren't physically able. So that's probably the first thing. So sleep is the most important thing. Exercise. I know these are things that we're like sick of hearing. Basic and yeah, it's, exactly. It's actually that it simple. Works. It yeah. actually, the th- the simplest things are the most difficult for us. We are all living in our head. Just sleep is hard for us. Hmm. Just Eating right is hard for us, which eating of the earth, because that requires a little bit more effort than processed foods. Exercise, I mean, really simple things, things we used to do before the Industrial Revolution. We used to walk from here to there. We were getting our physical exercise. The lights weren't there, so we would sleep with the sun, rise with the sun. Um, And that's just natural, you know, our bodies. um, Our bodies are very sophisticated, Machine, sophisticated mm-hmm. mes- machine. And um, a lot of our you, people don't know that 90% of our serotonin is in our gut. So right. if you don't eat right, you don't think right. If you don't think right, you don't eat right. And the vagus nerve, I don't know if you know of the vagus nerve, it's sometimes people call it the vagus nerve, which I find weird, but <laughs> I go to <laughs> Las Vegas. It. It's called the vagus nerve. It's actually the second largest nerve in our body, uh-huh. which is connected to the base of your skull. And it goes to every organ in your body. Okay. Except for the adrenals, I think. Um, I could be wrong, but major organs, your heart, your gut, your lungs. Your, and that means if your mind is not happy, your lungs are not happy. Yeah. Your heart is not happy. And same way. Yeah, if your heart is broken, your mind and your body, all of that is going it's to be It's all connected, absolutely. So they actually found the connection, which is a physical nerve that connects these two, which has a two-way communication. Mm. So for me, this is all the stuff that I'm working on, the physical stuff, mm-hmm. um, and yoga, You know, stretching the body has an implication on the mind. Breathing. People don't breathe. Yes. I'm actually telling people to, um, when was the last time you actually had deep belly breathing? Which is how we are supposed to breathe. We're breathing from a very shallow space. Right. So I'm telling you to breathe. I'm telling you to eat. I'm telling you to sleep. Like, go back to being just a baby. Yes. and, And nurturing yourself in that way, the burnout will lift itself off yes. of you. And you know, what you're saying is so basic and it makes just
0: perfect sense. But when you tell somebody who is that high strung and is that at that level of apathy where they literally do not care about anything uh, in their life, just telling them to eat right, to sleep, you know, they won't listen because I've had people, you know, friends, family, who who I wouldn't say that I can diagnose whether they're burnt out or not, but definitely who are going through high levels of stress at work and, you know, telling them that just come home an hour early. It's like, you don't know what it's like you don't understand the pressure of my job. You know, you don't know what it's like in this market. If I do that, I'm going to be out of a job. And then what is going to happen to my family? And then, you know, they look at the worst case Damn, scenario. Those are all so you excuses. ask for one hour, somebody to come one hour early, and they've already taken the scenario to them losing their job yeah. and then their family having to leave, you know, a that's country a like Dubai. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the end of the world. And yeah. that's what that level of stress is the underlying factor to everything else that they do because they're holding on to that thought constantly to say, if I don't do this, disaster.
1: Then I actually say do this, but you have to have a Spartan-like discipline about you. Right. Which they don't. Which they don't. Absolutely. So if you are going into battle Mm -hmm. and you're going to stay there that long, you better be physically fit to do it. Exactly. So I don't mind you working till the wee hours, but are you, you know, then getting the rest and the food and the sleep and the whatever, they're not. Definitely not. So then you are asking too much of your body. Exactly. you know, one of the things that I tell my clients is you're borrowing from the future. Mm -hmm. You're borrowing energy from the future when you do things like that. Yes. And you're not taking care of yourself. Then you get to the future. You have no energy and that's burnout. Yes. Because you will. You borrow from the future what you don't have today. And you will get to your, you borrow health you borrow energy, you borrow power, you borrow, you know, peace of mind, you pull it together, you pull it together just to get through the day. Yeah. You get to the future, nothing there. Exactly.
0: Uh, One of the people that I spoke to earlier explained it as uh, their health credit card and to say, you know, you have a credit limit, you spend the limit, then you have extra credit, you go through that credit and then at one point it's going to get cut off. Perfect. You know, everyone else has a different level where you get cut off. But if you keep doing that and expecting that much more out of your body, like you're saying you are borrowing from the future, you know, you have to have at some point that realization to say this can't continue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can do this for a short period of time. Like you said, we can do it in our 20s, you know, and, and maybe into our early 30s. But then when it starts to seep into everything you do and you can't stop, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a problem. And I think a lot of people have trouble accepting that they have a problem
1: and then not actually going out and getting any help. Or they actually don't know how to do this right. Mm-hmm. So my husband always asked me, how do you do all of this? And I really have a very tight grip most of the time, most of the time, there are times when I don't, but of my time, mm-hmm. every hour of every day, especially when things get stressful, like they do in May and June for us mm-hmm. at, the, at the clinic, um, I go into sort of lockdown mode. Like things get taken off my schedule that, you know, even things where I'm, you know, uh, socializing Get, gets taken off. Yeah. I'm not doing it as much because you I need that energy. Absolutely. And so, you know, there's, you know, for example, Tim Cook of Apple who goes to sleep at eight mm-hmm. forty PM and he wakes up at four in the morning. This is what I did during all of the Ramadan and during, you know, these periods where and I found myself to be so much more productive right so go to bed early wake up early and then you find yourself when the when the guy says oh I can't I have so much work to do I have to stay up till two your brain doesn't work at that time yes go to bed at nine this is what I tell my daughter also go to bed at seven wake up at five and finish it and it just works better that way so people actually don't know how to do this thing yeah. They're just going about it very haphazardly. It's like driving, uh, but not knowing the laws or the rules mm-hmm. of the country or the place that you're in, or not even knowing how to operate the car. Yeah, You need to learn the system. Yeah. You need to have a system so you don't actually get into a place of burnout.
0: I think, as they say, you know, when you're in any kind of industry, you have to respect the, the the material and the tools that you have. And uh, one of the things that we disrespect the most is our body. It is the most sophisticated tool that we have. And, you know, we don't have to stop ourselves from wanting to achieve everything that we want to achieve, but we have to understand that we need to feed our body mm-hmm. and we need to give it the rest and we need to, you know, make it that efficient to be able to deal with that that ambition that we want but to say that yes we're not going to we're going to eat wrong we're not going to exercise we won't sleep we will smoke we will drink we will put every junk that we can in our body because we don't have the time and then we expect it to perform at its peak it's It's just not going to happen exactly you know so it could be something as you're saying as simple as just look after yourself mind and body yeah. and then go out and achieve every single dream because there are people who are doing fantastic things. There are people who are doing things at such a high level of achievement that, you know, they're all human beings, but obviously they have something yeah. figured out. You, know, When I have friends who talk to me about stress and going to work and things like that. And I was like, even the president of the United States mm-hmm. takes time off, mm-hmm. gets sleep can manage to run you know mm-hmm. president or prime minister of any country for that matter i mean those are really high level high stress jobs yeah. so there are people who are managing to do things at, at extremely high levels of efficiency
1: yes
0: and and so
1: and we are capable totally but we have to have our body in the right space and place absolutely i totally agree with that so uh, i just i just
0: want to talk a little bit about what happens if we leave this untreated what happens beyond the the uh, depersonalization and the apathy and when we've literally gotten ourselves to that, I mean, burnout stage already and we still don't do anything.
1: I think then your physical body starts to break down. And if it hasn't already, mm-hmm. you know, people have slipped discs that happen. All of a sudden they have to have knee surgery. But like some, your body just handicaps you in some way. Because it's saying, you are not listening to me. Mm -hmm. So now I have to get very serious about this. So that's probably where it's headed. And it can lead to very serious issues, heart disease and cancers and, you know, dementias and all of these things. Yeah, cardiac problems. You uh, could just head into that space. Absolutely. So. I mean, really, we do not expect your body to respect you if you don't respect your body. Yes, because chronic stress does cause major physical illness up to over time. Up to 80%, no, maybe even up to 90% of all primary health uh, uh, concerns that you go to the primary doctor for mm-hmm. are stress-related. It's called the stress diathesis model and it actually was the stress that activated something in you. And we all might be carriers of certain things. I might have depression in my family or heart disease in my family, but I'm living a healthy life so it doesn't get activated. Yes. But if I put my body under enough stress, that gene then gets activated and now I have heart disease. So you don't have to live Actually, yes. it's only like a very low percentage of gene activation. that If you can manage your stress, you right. will get into that space. Mm-hmm. So yes, on the way to burnout, you probably are breaking down in all sorts of ways. Yeah, because all of these
0: are lifestyle diseases. Yes. Like anything to do with, you know, obviously, if you have a cardiac, if you have a heart problem, and you're probably prone to something, uh, to weakness... Uh, off the heart, then that's a different issue. But most of the people, like you're saying, a majority of the people have diabetes or or heart disease or yeah. gastrointestinal problems, which has become a huge thing now with the gut, like you're saying, um, because of lifestyle. Yes.
1: Diabetes, yeah. especially because only uh, just three or four nights of sleep that's disrupted mm-hmm. leads to uh, dysfunction in your insulin levels, in your insulin regulation. So, imagine now this chronic loss of sleep that we have. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who then have families that had diabetes, but they were carriers, but never got activated, yeah. are now being activated because of the stress they're putting. Themselves absolutely. In. Absolutely. I, I do have a report here from CNBC, which was as recent
0: as last year saying that they did a study with full-time employees, 7,500 full-time employees, and found out that 23% of the people who responded had a feeling of burnout always or, very often at work. And then there was an additional 44% that reported feeling burnt out sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge number. And the health, major health risk related to to burnout, um, like type 2 diabetes and coronary heart disease and other issues, the estimated cost of that healthcare is between 125 to 190 billion every year. So we're talking about this being a huge issue already. Yeah, we're not work going towards something that's going to become big in the future. We're already there, and now we're trying to just manage um, what, what we've created for ourselves and we need to make sure that we do something better for the next generation so that they don't go through something that, because this is obviously technology has hit us and our generation is probably, yeah, Yeah. you know, our parents didn't have these issues. Um, our kids are going to have different issues, Mm. but I guess we're the generation that has to bear the brunt of most of these things because there's nothing before this for us that could have warned us about what could have happened with the excessive use of technology. Yes. So we need to do something better for our kids, which is basically get them to become more aware of how they are feeling, you know, and what they can do to kind of be better and live better. Yes. um, Rather than just keep struggling and trying to catch up.
1: Yeah. And and children will do as you do, not as you say. Yeah. So if you do this right they will probably end up doing that right too and you know if you are on your phone all the time and disengaged from your kids all the time then they will probably do that too so start with yourself and you know get yourself in order parenting usually sorts itself out actually I've seen it just that way um, and 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 I think with that study going back to just a few steps back um, on what you said I'm not sure if that was burnout because mm-hmm. that, I mean, I think that's high levels of stress. Mm-hmm. So, the same thing—they're not happy, you know. So that the the point is, these people are really, um, really, really turned up when it comes to stress. Um, burnout really is quite a serious thing, and I guess there's degrees of burnout yeah. as well. Yeah. So, um, but I guess really being in touch with where with yourself. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of executives that I work with. Um, Almost 99% of my clients are men executives Mm -hmm. that I work with. And even the women are executives and they come to me and some have come for three, four years, Mm -hmm. but they almost do this as an exercise every week. Check in, check in, like uh, as a coach would, and I've actually you know studied coaching and all of that. So a lot of it can just be, okay, what, where are you at? How are you doing? It can yeah. be quite kind of superficial. Let's get your life in order. Let's, let's remind you of your values because you're slipping away here. Um, and then obviously some deeper level stuff, which is what insecurity am I trying to work yes. through here? And yes. what fear is it that I cannot face and why not? And so some of this programming that we had you know in our childhood being addressed and then reprogramming yourself so I think self-reflection mm. is going to be absolutely essential in your life journey as you move forward into the world of technology because it's here it and going anywhere so really finding ways to stay connected to who you are what you are why you are mm. the way you are is going to be very important I guess that's absolutely
0: irrefutable and amazing advice. On that note, thank you so much, Dr. Celia. It's been amazing talking to you and I hope I can come back and we can talk a lot more on these topics. It would be my pleasure. Thank you so much. And there you have it. So many of my myths have been busted completely. If you go onto the internet to research some of the symptoms you may be feeling, you could be misdiagnosing yourself. If you are feeling any of the symptoms that we've talked about today, I suggest you go and seek some help. Talk to somebody, communicate, do not suffer in silence. There is something that can be done and you do not need to feel this way. This is Kanchan Kulkarni saying goodbye for now and speak to you again soon.